Hello, welcome to Counseling Conversations with Carmel and Christine, brought to you by the Illinois Counseling Association. We have an amazing guest for you today, Nadia Johnson, and I'm Carmel, of course. And Christine, go ahead and introduce yourself and our wonderful guest today. So I am Christine Barker, um, LCPC, and I'm here today to introduce you to Nadia Johnson, who is also an LCPC in Illinois, um, who's been an active counselor for 30 years uh, with a focus on trauma and sexual survivors in children. Um, and she is uh, very actively involved with ICA and also the IDFPR, where she serves as in the Professional Counselor Licensing and Disciplinary Board since 2015. I thought I was going to mess that up for sure. That is the longest title. Um, <laughs> Nadia is currently retired, but she does a lot of pro bono, pro bono trauma work with mental health and health professionals. So welcome, Nadia. Thank you so much for being here today. We're very excited to have you on to talk about the Counseling Compact, which is our second um, podcast episode about the Compact. Um, and I was fortunate enough to go to a conference uh, last week, a couple weeks ago. I don't know. Time is a funny thing. Um, where Nadia was presenting on the compact and advocating for counselors to get out there and vote. It is currently in the house um, and it's a very crucial time for counselors. Um, if, if you like advocacy and you want to get involved, this is a great time to do it. And Nadia is going to answer some questions for us today about it and talk about that a little bit too. So welcome. Thank you. Welcome, Nadia. Thank you very much. I hope I can answer all or most of your questions. So go go for it all right well i think it's a good idea to first have you to just kind of tell our listeners what the compact is and why it's important okay um well the counseling compact is an interstate compact or if you want to call it a contract among states allowing professional counselors licensed and residing in a compact member state to practice in other compact member states without the need for multiple licenses. So in essence, if uh, you're a counselor in a member state and you have uh, telehealth uh, or yeah, telehealth counselor, uh, clients that move away to another state, you would be, and they, and they are moving to a compact member state you would then be able to continue counseling with them without getting a license in that state. So in essence, um, this is reciprocity between compact member states. So we did have a previous interview with Daniel Stacy about the compact as well. And he um, kind of noted that it is not reciprocity. Is it, I, I said it's just between the states, like you said, like that's kind of the disclaimer that's important. The people, right. the states that are participating in this compact, uh, in this kind of organization, if you will, right. then there's going to be reciprocity amongst those states. Right. That's why I said it's a kind of reciprocity. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, it, just, it's not going to be automatic between all states, just member states of the counseling compact. Yes. How many member states do we have currently, Nadia? Um, as of last week, there were 22 states that passed legislative uh, 
that passed the compact in their legislature. And there are now 20 states with pending legislation, and Illinois is one of those states. So, I mean, we're looking at, you know, 40 states possibly being able to pass the legislation within the next year. So that is really exciting. That is exciting. Yeah, yeah it opens up a lot of doors. And, and I think that's one of the angles I kind of wanted to talk about today. Um, and for all the years that you've been counseling and you've been involved in this field, I'm sure that you've seen a lot of, a lot of change over the years. Um, and how do you think that this will, that this change will, will impact the way that we practice in Illinois? Well, I'll, if, me, if Illinois becomes a member state, <laughs> if they do, yeah, a compact state, and that's what we're hoping for. Um, well, it'll help counselors in Illinois uh, have access to clients. And, you know, we're talking right now 22 states. Um, and by the time Illinois passes, it could be so many more. You know, right now there are counselors who, you know, have uh, licenses in three, four, five, and six states, but you know, they've had to work really, really hard to get those licenses. Yes. So, I've tried and I've stopped because I said, this is too much. <laughs> right. It is. Yeah. And so just think about how simple it will be. Um, you just apply to the state or let the state know the member state that, you know, you have a client in that state. And according to what I've read and what I've heard, it's, it'll take literally minutes to be approved. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, it, it, that's amazing. Good, um, maybe they'll, they'll give some insurance companies a, a little competition in how quickly they, <laughs> they approve there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another whole issue. Oh yeah. You that's know, a I, different podcast episode, right, Nadia? Mm -hmm. oh, um, yeah, you know, we do have an insurance task force uh, in ICA. And I've been attending those meetings as the uh, immediate past president of ICA. And I'm telling you, they work so hard. So once passes, you know, they will have more information uh, for our members regarding how that, you know, how to access insurance reimbursement. From what I understand, um, if you're a counselor in Illinois and you are counseling someone in a, a compact state that you would still bill your insurance here in Illinois. Now that's, that's good to know. Okay. Now I'm not, I'm not seeing that as fact. That's what I'm hearing right now, but things can change. <laughs> the other thing that's going to be very helpful is for military uh, families. There are many yes. spouses of military members that are counseling. They set up practices and then they have to move and they can't start practicing until they get a license in that state so so true once you're licensed in a state it's like you're stuck there <laughs> you can't leave <laughs> literally you're stuck yeah but yeah. so let's say you move uh and you're in a another state you can just continue services you know to your clients here in illinois um, that is great yeah. And even the we talked about like, those are like bigger, you know, kind of macro situations that you right. move, your spouse moves, you have to relocate even. And then on the client level, when your client, you know, I've, I've had situations where a client of mine had to go out of state 
to deal with a sick relative, a sick parent, and then, you know, you're not allowed to counsel them through a crisis or a traumatic situation. And that is, you know, that's tough. It's, you know, how do you handle that sort of thing without going into the ethics of it? I think this is opening up, you know, on multiple levels, a lot of opportunities for people to, to continue to seek help and be able to see their clients. It really is. You know, this was started, the compact actually started in um, 2020, and they set up meetings. Um, It's called the National Center for Interstate Compact. It's actually its own entity. And they approached ACA with this um, idea of compacts. And so ACA allowed it, I believe it was like $600,000 to get it going uh, in for the American Counseling Association uh, states. Um, And so I was actually um, asked to uh, be in some of those early, early meetings. And so I I was sitting in on those. um, I I was just thinking, really, maybe finally we're going to get this going. Um, Because I had been working with ACA and AMCA and ICA for 20 years in different capacities, um, you know, to get reciprocity. And we just kept hitting walls, you know, wall after wall after wall. So as I sat in on these initial uh, meetings, and there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of counselors on these meetings, they were from all over the United States. And they were, and they represented um, uh, state boards like I'm on, and state associations like ICA. And so we were all encouraged to give input, you know, into um, this whole idea of having compact states. So I feel like I've been there from the very, very <laughs> beginning. So it's really wow. exciting for me. Yeah. Then I was going to say it makes it so much more worth all of the hours that you've spent, you know, right, trying to collaborate yeah. on this idea to see it kind of finally coming to fruition. You know, there was a time when we did not think it would ever get to the Illinois legislature, but here it is. Wow. So very exciting. Yeah. I know you have other questions for me. Yeah. Yeah. I know that uh, you've already kind of answered some of the question that we were going to ask next. And to be honest, Christine, I think we should save that question for last to kind of wrap everything up. Because yeah. I was going to ask you, why, why should Illinois counselors advocate for and vote for the compact? You've already given a lot of insight on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we should wrap up today's episode with reminders of those bullet points of how this is going to benefit our clients that we serve. You've mentioned continuity of care, um, mm-hmm. so to speak. And uh, there's so many different reasons why. So I think I want to move down to, are there any reasons that you believe Illinois counselors should oppose the compact, like any disadvantages? I cannot think of one. Mm. Because if if a counselor doesn't want to be part of the compact, they don't have to be. This is not going to be mandatory. If it's passed in Illinois, um, you don't have to uh, become a member of the compact. It's totally up to you. Um, the The... Reason Illinois, well, the, the reason Illinois is, um, it, by, some of the legislatures are struggling with it or fi- fighting it, um, is that 
uh, Illinois currently doesn't have uh, the mandate to have background checks or fingerprinting for counselors. Mm. And so as part of becoming a member of state, we have to have that passed in the legislature. So those are the two really big items that are being looked at by the uh, House right now. Mm -hmm. um, the IDFPR is not really that supportive of the compact. And I, I can't. Yeah, why is that? Well, I can't speak for them. There have been all kinds of uh, thoughts tossed, tossed around about that, that, you know, this whole fingerprinting and uh, background checking, it's going to put more pressure on the idea of PR. But really, mm. um, if a counselor uh, wants to become part of the compact, uh, they're going to have to, you know, uh, do that on their own and then show proof of uh, being fingerprinted and having a background check. So I'm not sure what that's all about. But counselors, yeah, again, I think there's been uh, some confusion uh, that if this compact passes in Illinois, does a counselor have to be a part of it? No. Good to know. Totally, yeah, totally. that this is optional. So like, I like options. I Absolutely. don't like being tied to just one thing. I want to know, I want options to do something or not do something. So Absolutely. this is giving so, you the option. So I, I don't see any disadvantages. Um, the other thing I've heard is, uh, you know, if I'm fingerprinted, background check, how many people are going to know about that? Well, that's all confidential. Um, the only it's thing usually to the organization that is asking for it. Like they're the ones that get that information and then whoever runs your background checks, right? Correct. Yeah. So it's not going to go out into, you know, social media. <laughs> yeah. We're not posting this on Facebook um, or Twitter correct. or Instagram. Um, but I, and I can see how people might be concerned about that. It's, it's very similar. So we do some nonprofit work at my, my practice and you, we go into schools and do counseling and it's the same thing. You have to get a background check and fingerprints okay. to do anything in the school. Um, cause they need to know and make sure that you're a safe person to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And if you happen to provide any services for any entity or organization that offers or has a DCFS license, mm -hmm. you have to do a background check and fingerprinting. Correct. Correct. I know there so was this a isn't that far off of like what other sort of public or government things are doing. So it sounds like, you know, just Correct. another step. Yeah. I think when that email came out from the ICA, you know, that was talking, you know, saying, here's the bill, take a look, vote. And then it had that little part that said that the IDFER is not in favor. Right. I think that scared people a little bit. Like it scared me a little bit because I was like, well, why? Like, is there something we don't know? Is there something that, you know, we're not informed about or something? It's all the more reason to get involved. I agree. And, I agree. And, which is I, why we started this podcast, right? Because right. we want Thank you. And yes. <laughs> and at some point I'm going to share, you know, what they can do like right now this week. Mm. Um, what no pressure. Get this podcast episode out. <laughs> right, 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 right. The other Carl, thing what are you doing this afternoon? Editing editing a podcast. 
Um, I, I noticed one of your questions was going to be, uh, is the compact going to have any impact on um, us as counselors in Illinois? Um, and I don't know if you were talking about the scope of practice. Um, the compact will have absolutely no um, impact on any state's scope of practice. Um, you know, the ability to, what, whatever our license says in Illinois, that's, our standard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so there's no additional restrictions or hindrances to what we currently do. No, no. So, so you are still adhering to your states where your license is their code of ethics. Cause we kind of heard something that sounded different. Like if you're seeing someone that's in a different state, you also have to abide by their laws and ethics. Well, right now, the ACA Code of Ethics pretty much covers all the states and, and the counselors in all the states. Uh, AMCA has their own Code of Ethics that are very, very similar. <clears throat> but no, that is the compact is not going to have an impact on our scope of practice. What we do now is what we will continue to be able to do. So I want to go ahead and move down if Christine, if you don't mind to the go next question it. on what should counselors be doing right now to take action regarding this compact? Well, this week, um, actually up until <clears throat> excuse me, May 18th, that's when the legislature um, uh, closes for the year. Um, Dan Stacy sent out a call to action. Uh, just this week, and that was to file witness slips. Okay. Saw that. I don't know if you saw that. <clears throat> yes, and I responded to it and I filled out one. Good. Took action. I mean, they're very easy to do. The other thing that we need to do is call our representative. I called mine the other day, and I'll tell you, they answered the phone right away. And they're, really? yes. Uh, I didn't have to wait. I didn't have to do a voicemail. Uh, and it's so easy to find your representative. You just go on a site that says, find my representative. And it just, <laughs> <laughs> and it leads you to um, the steps to take to find your representative. But they really do appreciate calls from their constituents. Um, so witness slip for this week and on our um, mailing, emailing that came through from SECO, it gives us step-by-step -step instructions on how to file that witness slip. It's so simple. So when and I call my representative, Nadia, should I just call and say, hey, I'm a licensed counselor here in Illinois and I need you guys to support Bill SB, I forget the numbers. SB. What should we say? SB 2123, you just call and you say, you know, I'm a constituent of representative so-and-so and I am calling to ask the representative to support SB 1223. And then she asked me, um, what is your, you know, uh, what did she ask me? What, what is my, not my position, but what do I do? And I said, well, I'm a counselor in Illinois and I'm a member of the Illinois Counseling Association and we support this bill. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. That is really good to know because I think there are a lot of, <clears throat> I'm going to get a little soapboxy here, but why we started the podcast, there's a lot of counselors out there that 
if you're not connected to something like the ICA or an organization that gives you this information, you don't really get it. You don't know, have the information, so you don't participate. And, you know, I have a practice um, in, in Naperville, Illinois here, and probably 22 therapists, you know, seven interns, like people that can, you know, make some change. And, you know, none of them are members of the ICA. <laughs> and so I'm giving a lot of information to them that I'm getting from the ICA. I'm going to do a little plug for like, if you're not a member and you are listening to this podcast, please consider being a member and getting involved because it is, it is vital information like this that we get in emails and we get those step-by-step -step instructions. It's very, very simple to fill out a lot of those things when you have the exact direction. Like Carmel, I'm so glad you asked that question because I wouldn't know what to say either. I'd, I'd call and say, hey, what's up? So I wanna talk to you about this thing. <laughs> like I wouldn't know what to say. So I think that those little things and those little like, right, it's very helpful. So I'm going to do a little plug for the ICA, you know, to, to see if anyone out there is interested in membership, you can go to the ICA website. Um, but this is ILCounseling.org. There you go. ILCounseling.org. And that's another reason why we want to bring this information to people to say, this is, this is good stuff. This is what you need to know. You need to get involved. Well, and so often counselors ask me, well, why, why should I join ICA, you know, when I get the benefits? And I tell them, sad to say, but it takes money to, you know, pass these um, bills. We have, we pay a lobbyist um, and ICA's income, the majority is through membership uh, fees and dues. So, you know, if, an, if nothing else, that's one reason to join ICA is that we are uh, the ones that are supporting the license, the licensure laws, and keeping you and uh, with the ability to practice. Absolutely, because you know and every five years our law comes due. I didn't know that. Every five years we have to uh, get our law passed again, the licensure law, all over again. And the more numbers we have of members, the better it looks. I had no idea. Oh yes, it used to My, be every, every ten. Just blew our minds. It used to be every ten years, and then, then this past year, last year, the legislators decided that they want um, us to bring the law before them again every five years. What so, is this, like a colonoscopy? Come on, <laughs> what are we doing? Why are you? It's, 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 called a, it's called a sunset law. And so this isn't unusual um, that licenses have to be um, voted on all over again when they expire. So every five years, the counseling license expires. And I don't think people are aware of that. It doesn't sound like you were aware of that. No, not at all. And who goes to advocate for that? Our lobby. Five years. Yeah. Lo the people that, right. Okay. So yeah. everybody listening, join the ICA. So your $180 or whatever it is every year can go to pay a lobbyist so you can keep your job. Well, and <laughs> not only lobbyists, but everything that we do, our office. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. we need members. Yeah. Um, 
So, oh yeah, every five years. So in four more years, we're going to have to do this all over again. Wow. Oh, come on. Well, you know, and Pat McGinn told us during our interview yeah. with her that legislators, they understand numbers and money. That's correct. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. correct. And that's why it's important to call them to do these witness lifts because that's what they understand. Mm-hmm. They have no clue, most of them, what we do, mm-hmm. how many clients we serve. They need to hear from us. Mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, my, I'm kind of a numbers person myself, and I started just thinking of the spider web of how many clients one counselor serves, how many people, and how many counselors there are in Illinois, and how many direct people that that would affect if for some reason we didn't have our license, if they didn't renew it one year for whatever reason because they didn't know how many lives were being affected. Like those are power, numbers can be very powerful. And I bet that number is very, very large. Oh, and oh it's up in the hundreds of thousands, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is incredible. When you think about like kind of this, we can do more together mm-hmm. thing, you know, and, and I, I have not been involved in the ICA until last year. I was a member for 10 years, but I was never involved. Well, I'm um, so glad you are now. Thank you. I am too. And I'm learning so much. And I, I didn't realize until I was involved, really all the things that the ICA does. And even every little conversation I have with someone, I learned something new, right? Like we are today. And I'm going, Oh my gosh, I did not know that. And it blows my mind. And I'm like, yes, this is why we need members. This is why we need people. This is why we need more involvement and more, you know, so anyways, I'll get off my soapbox, but I I see it now. We need to have these soapboxes. Mm-hmm. Really passionate yeah. about keeping everything in, in in the forefront before these legislators. I was going to say that the the truth of the matter is, if something were to occur, and our license as Illinois counselors was at risk, everyone would want to join at that point. Everyone would be rushing. You guys over at the office wouldn't be able to manage all of the incoming registrants or enrollments for (laughs) membership. And so let's not be reactive. Let's be proactive. Yes. Like we tell our clients. And that's what uh, Pat, Pat McGinn and I, you know, she's the one that really got me involved in ICA. And so we've uh, been really, really close over the years, but she's the one that just impressed upon me and those of us who have been involved, how critical it is to keep on top of what's going on in Springfield. Uh, Most people are not aware that some states have come very close to losing their licenses because they didn't keep on top. They didn't have a lobbyist. Michigan came within a week of losing their licensure Mm. several years ago. And they, they, and they actually called on Illinois. We helped them to uh, get their state legislatures to, uh, we helped them to put together what they needed to get their, their license renewed because they let it lapse. Wow, that's really scary. So, so getting back to the compact, <laughs> this, this happens is, we, all the time. Yeah, we'll have, we're, we'll definitely have to have Nadia on again because this is really good stuff. I mean, Christine, we need to close our mouths because we keep finding ourselves like. 
Yes. Well, I think I'm going to give you all my wisdom in this one podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe that's possible. I don't believe that. Now, I think a really important question to ask here as well is, do we have an anticipated timeline by which the compact will become effective in Illinois, for Illinois or other states? I guess it would all happen at the same time. Well, the minute that the legislature passes it, it becomes effective, okay? Now, the um, national uh, company who is putting all this together is because they have had, um, well, let me back up. They needed 10 states in order to start the process of putting together the rules, the uh, bylaws, the policies and procedures for the compact to put their board together. And so as soon as they got those 10 states, they started that process. So now what they're hoping is by early or mid 2024, they will have all that in place so that the compact will actually be in, in working order that counselors will actually be able to counsel across all the states that are compact states. So as soon as Illinois passes it, it's effective. Great. Wow. And when, and when will we know that? Well, like I said, it's in the house right now. They have May, May 18th before the legislature shuts down for the year. And unfortunately, if they don't pass it in the House before they close for the year, um, it'll be another year before we can bring it back. Oh, um, this is critical. I know. That's why Paul <laughs> call your representatives. Yes. Yes. And call share this reps. podcast. Call your reps. Share this podcast. Tell everybody everything <laughs> from this podcast. Right. Yeah. Um, that if and when the compact goes into effect, what resources or support will be in place to assist with the process and achieving the reciprocity? Um, well, the compact is creating a shared interstate licensure data system. Okay. And this data system will allow for near instant verification of licensure status. So in other words, as soon as um, a counselor uh, applies or does the paperwork to become a member of the compact, they will go into that data system. And then when they get a client in one of those states, all they have to do is contact, and there will be a whole system of, of contacting um, the compact uh, I, I don't know what they're going to call the company or what, but the compact. And within minutes, they'll be able to see that client uh, virtually. Wow. I'm so curious how all of this will work. I'm a very big, like, how is this going to work? So there's going to be a database. Do they get to choose their counselor or is there like a, you know, how, how does that work? Is it like a psych today, but for the compact and they just look through who they think? Well, then I, then, no, I, I do yeah. know that they're going to be using the NPI, the national provider identifier, you know, for all the counselors in the compact. Mm -hmm. um, so that will be the identifier. Okay. And also to clarify, this will only be for licensed clinical professional counselors. So yeah. like not your provisionally licensed folks. Nope. Um, okay. 
And I mean, that makes sense to me just due to like the independent, you can be 1099, you can bill your own, you know, and I'm curious how that will work too, in in terms of billing and all that fun stuff. That I don't know. But that's just the private practice side of me. (laughs) Right, right. But all, all those things are being put together right now by those that are heading up, you know, this compact, uh, their pol- hmm. Like I said, their policies and procedures, um, mm-hmm. all that is being put together right now. And hopefully any questions we have about that will be answered. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how that will, will pan out too. Because I mean, I, I think it's good just to know that we have the option, right? And that we can, we have the option to participate and, and see our clients, you know, in different states. I think that that is the most important thing to take from this today is, is, this is giving you the option. You don't have to participate. And we can see how some of the details are going to shake out. Right. And and you brought up a very good point that only licensed professional counselors, you know, will be able to be part of the compact who have completed a two-year master's program that's 60 hours. And, oh, that's the other thing the Illinois legislature needs to, to uh, pass is the 60-hour semester program or 90 minute, a quarter, 90 quarter hour. Um, I remember Dan said something about that too, where it, right. there was only maybe one school or something that didn't have that or, or something right. like that at the time. This was a few months back. Right. Um, and it doesn't matter if schools have it or not. It has to be passed by the legislature that mm. we require that Illinois, the state of Illinois requires 60 hour. Okay. That makes sense. So then, yeah. Everybody has to do that then too. Right. So then the educational institutions will be changing their curriculum to uh, be consistent with that? Well, Well, I think that that was Dan's point was like a lot of them were already consistent with that. And so it it, like Illinois is not far off of that, I guess. Illinois Illinois is really not off at all. As far as we know, every every, uh, school um, offering a counseling program is at 60 hours right now. Or mm. ninety quarter hours. Okay. Yeah, it's been Good. twenty years since I graduated, so I forgot what those numbers look like. <laughs> but I'm, I graduated in '03. It's 2023. So, oh, wow. Other, and the other question uh, we're asked is: so I graduated from a forty-eight hour program. You know, am I going to I have? Think I to? No, you, we will all be grandfathered in. Okay. Great. Because okay. that was my first thought was, well, I can't participate because I yeah. think mine was 48 at the time. Too. I'm pretty sure mine was as well. Mm-hmm. We, we earned our time. We, we did our time, right? <laughs> <laughs> Years of experience count for something, I think. All, all, of, all of ours pretty much are 48 hours. Um, but no, those will all be grandfathered in. Okay. Okay. That's good to know, too. For sure. For sure. Okay. Well, I think we don't want to take too much of Nadia's time. We know you're really busy and we really are grateful that you're here with us today. And I think it would be a good idea to wrap up with two things. One being, what have we not mentioned today that you think everyone listening needs to hear? And then just a reminder of those things, those specific things that are reasons why every counselor in Illinois should be advocating for and voting for this? Um, As far as a compact, I think we've pretty much covered it. Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything else that I could add to that. 
um, I think the most important thing to leave your audience with is how critical it is to become a member of your professional organization, the Illinois Counseling Association. You know, when social workers graduate with their master's programs, they they pretty much automatically join Hmm. their association. They have almost 100% membership. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. It's impressive. In Illinois, we have from, I think the last I saw, almost 18,000 licensed counselors. Okay. Wow. And we do have a membership of 3,100 now in ICA, but we should have thousands, thousands. And just think of how empowered that would make us as an organization. Plus the other reason to join your professional organization is all the professional development that's being offered, the training that we offer. I know there are a lot of other places that offer trainings, but the Online Counseling Association focuses primarily on, you know, the issues that concern Illinois counselors. So all I can say is we encourage membership, not just to benefit ICA, which it would, but the benefit is for the members. Not only do we put out, you know, anything that's pertinent to our licensure or what's going on in the state, but also to help counselors in their practices, uh, to help them with their clients. Our office uh, answers every phone call that comes in. So I guess that's my last word. Wow. <laughs> that's great. That, that's great. Mm-hmm. I feel like cheering. We need to hear our little cheering section. I'm motivated. I'm in. Sign me up. Wait, I'm already signed up. Yeah, for sure. And I think we've we've heard the most important things today. Support the compact and advocate for the compact by calling your legislators, filling out that witness slip. And the reasons we want you to do that is because you achieve reciprocity with those states that are members of the compact and access, accessibility to clients and clients having access to uh, their therapists uh, throughout whatever state they're in. And then continuity of care is something that is important. Many of us have had clients move to other states and we've had to terminate services as a result. So we won't have as much of that going on. So that's a huge, just in in itself, uh, benefit to having this compact go into play or become active or effective. And with joining the ICA, there are several benefits to joining the ICA. And one of the main reasons is we just heard from Nadia that there's like 30, uh, like 18,000 counselors that are licensed in Illinois. And we have like 3,100 that are members and you get training. Uh, If you go to uh, the IMCA website, that's imhca.org or Illinois Counseling, ilcounseling.org, you'll see that there's webinars available for you to purchase and to receive CEs online. Not to mention we do a lot of in-person things as well. We have conferences and such. Uh, But not only the training, 
But knowing about what's happening, new developments in legislation and having people advocate for you and just kind of keeping up with everything that's going on. And another reason to join the ICA is because we need you. We need you. And we're here to help you practice ethically and legally and long term. Well said. Well said, Carol. Um, Thank you for having this podcast. This is oh. just a wonderful way to reach so many. Yeah, yeah. We're we're hoping that it does. I mean, that's the hope. Um, I know that it's kind of been a slow build, but that's okay. Um, I I think that it's really important that we get information out to people and connect people. And I, I was going to add to Carmel your list of reasons to join the ICA. I think is connection. Also, I think being a counselor can, you know, and I've been a therapist for, I don't know, 13 or 14 years now, it gets lonely. You get kind of sucked into your little bubble and you kind of just put your head down. You see your clients, you do what you have to do. And I'm, that's why I got involved with the ICA because I wanted more connection with people. And I'm so glad I did. And I've met so many wonderful people and I've gotten so much great information and so much support. Um, it really is valuable, even going to those conferences and, and meeting new people and, and you make friends for life. Carmel right. stuck with me for life. I told yeah, her, with each other. we give each other nicknames at this point. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't think that, you know, we're ever going to leave each other's lives. So you're stuck with me, Never. but sure. it has been great to, to have that support and, and just kind of this, this whole idea of uniting together and banding together to do things, um, it's easier when you're not by yourself. So come on down, join the ICA. Uh, you can find out um, rates. I think there's even student rates that you can see on ilcounseling.org under the membership tab. Um, and if, you know, thank you again, Nadia, for being here today. If anybody has any questions about anything, I know that we're supposed to have some social media and um, ways to contact us here soon so we'll be getting that out there to the world if people have questions or topics or other things that they're interested in in learning about and i hope that we have you on again soon thank you thank you so much have thank a great you year. so much bye-bye bye-bye thanks for listening